the church. Hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let us know that you're in the service tonight by shooting us a notification or a comment. Um, and um, we'd love to know that you're joining us tonight. And uh, welcome to our regular hopeful Packenham crew and the Sylvan Wesleyan crew. It's great to have you guys joining us. And if you're visiting from uh, elsewhere, you are so much welcome tonight. We just really pray that you'd be blessed and uh, it'll be a good time of worship, the Lord, worshiping the Lord together. Uh, we've got Naomi with me tonight and Sonia and Jono behind the scenes. Uh, just, to, just to be a blessing to help you guys worship the Lord together tonight at church. We're going to start with a word of prayer and, and worship. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you so much for your wonderful love for us. We thank you so much, Lord God, for your, your presence with us. No matter where we are, you are with us and you are for us. And Father, we pray that this service will be honouring to you and that all that's said and done will be uh, honouring to you. And we pray that uh, your love and your, your presence will be felt very strongly by each one participating in tonight's service. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right.
Calvary for endless days will sing your praise. Endless days. Endless days will sing your praise. We were created to praise you, Lord. We thank you that we can do that just for a little bit tonight. Have your way in our hearts. If you're standing up, if you're lounging at the moment, just feel free to take a seat if you like. We're just going to spend some time in prayer. We're just going to come before the Lord in prayer for, uh, for you, for, uh, for others, for our nation, just as usual. If you've got any prayer requests, please make sure you send us those in, in a notification or uh, some kind of way where you can email us. And we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we'll be praying for you guys and uh, supporting you all in prayer. But uh, let's come before the Lord in prayer, shall we? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much that um, in it all, you are with us. God, no matter where we are. Lord, today uh, we're at Sylvan in, in, in a beautiful little church up there. Uh, we thank you for this opportunity we can spend this, this holy hour with you. Uh, and we do pray, God, that uh, it would be a blessing to people that are watching online. Father, we thank you so much that you are good. Not only are you with us, but you are good. And no matter what happens, your goodness is always the same. Your love endures forever. Your goodness is who you are. You're a good God. We praise you and thank you. Father, we honor you in this place. We bow the knee in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, who, who died in our place. His blood has set us free. We honor you, Lord Jesus, in this place tonight. And Lord, I pray, we pray, we pray that your presence will be very, very tangible for each and every one listening to this um, broadcast. That their homes would be places of blessing right now. That you would use us, Lord God, them, Lord God, to bring blessing, to be bridges of blessing into their places, Lord the workplaces, their homes. We thank you so much, Father God, for the stories that we've heard, uh, different people uh, blessing their neighbourhoods. So good to hear. This, is, this can be seen as a bad time, but Lord, you're using it for good things. And we thank you, Lord God, for that. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to connect tonight. Even though we're not face-to-face, -face, we're connecting by your Holy Spirit wherever we are. Father, our hearts go out to those that are uh, struggling most at this time. Uh, Lord, with the isolation, we think of those that are shut in at home on their own and don't have any family. We pray, God, that you would remind them of your presence, God, and that you would uh, help them to connect with those that they do know, Lord God. Lord, bring to mind, in, in our minds, those that we might uh, know that might be alone at this time and help us to remember to call them up and to pray with them over the phone, or to deliver a meal to them, or support them in some way. Father, we pray also for uh, those men and women that are in essential uh, work. Uh, we do pray, God, be a blessing upon them. Keep them safe, Lord, as they serve. Um, and uh, we just thank you so much for them, Father. We thank you for uh, the police again, Father, and just the work they do, the tireless work they do, and the stuff that they have to put up with. We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for them in our town our cities. And we pray that you keep them safe, Lord, as they're on the job. And uh, give them wisdom, Lord God, as they face the different situations that they do face. 
Lord, we also think further afield to the nations, Lord, and, uh, and those nations that are struggling um, mostly with this COVID-19 virus. Uh, our thoughts go to um, places in Europe and the uh, USA, uh, Philippines, uh, Indonesia. Lord, you know where they are. Father, we pray that uh, the spread would stop, that people would be wise in their social distancing, God. We also want to pray, God, for the men, men and women in a medical sense, Lord, that are serving uh, these sick people. Lord, protect them, Father God. They're giving of themselves, Lord. So we pray that you just watch over them, God. Keep them safe from the virus as they, as they serve and tend to those who are sick. Lord, we pray for those that are studying uh, the science of this virus and working towards a vaccine. We pray, God, again for wisdom for them. And that you lead the way for them, Lord. We know, God, that uh, you aren't surprised by the different circumstances that come our way, either physically, personally, or globally. Uh, and we thank you that you are still on the throne, and that you, are, you have the name that's above every other name. That you're still God in heaven, and you're still God who is with us. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, if there is any, any other prayer requests that you guys have, just shoot us a notification or a message, and we'll make sure that we'll support you in prayer as well. Uh, once again, thanks so much for joining us. If you're uh, joining us for the first time, um, my name is Ian, uh, and my wife, Sonia, we are pastors of the Silver and Wesleyan Methodist Church and the Hope Hall Pakenham uh, Wesleyan Church, and we have Naomi and John with us broadcast, helping us to broadcast the service tonight. Um, but we'd love to know that you visited, so please just shoot us a notification or a message, and uh, we, we get in touch with you, and uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your story, see how you're going, and how we can support you in that too, in prayer. We're going to continue the service in... Uh, uh, tonight, before we come to the message, we're going to sing a beautiful song called What a Beautiful Name. We just want you to find a place, uh, yeah, shut your, shut, don't shut your phone off if you're watching this on Facebook, but, but try and separate yourself somewhere where it's just between you and the Lord. And use this song, I pray, you'd use this song as a chance to uh, just to sit before Him, imagine yourself kneeling before the Lord, before Jesus.
it's so good to be um, to be with you tonight. And once again, if you have um, just joined in, or if you just tuned in since we welcomed everyone, uh, Sonia and I would love to welcome you. Uh, we uh, we love that you're here. Send us a notification or let us know um, what you're doing or uh, how you're experiencing church at the moment, uh, whether it's recliner church or that's okay if you're in bed still, that's fine, or wearing your slippers. We'd love to know uh, just so that we can keep in touch and connect. Uh, but it's so good that you can be with us tonight and uh, we, we welcome you. Uh, we're just going to open up the Bible, if you can, to Jude. And Jude doesn't have any chapters, it's just Jude. <laughs> so it's Jude verses... 24 to 25. And before we start, um, or while you're turning there, do you mind if I just open in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you that your word is alive and it's active and it's able to change us from the inside out. And Jesus, we ask that you would help us by your Holy Spirit to hear what you have for us tonight. Through your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, just a bit of a recap. Last week uh, I introduced a series called Bridges of Blessing. And the idea is that I guess me, you, our families, you know, believers are to be bridges of God's blessing to our neighborhood. And, and what a fantastic opportunity we have. In these times, even though we're isolated and many of us are working from home, we're seeing our neighbours a lot more. In fact, I know that Sonia and I are. We're seeing our neighbours a lot more. And we're able to be a blessing to them. We're able to connect with them and share a bit more of God's love for them and talk about things with them and support them. And you know what? God wants us to do that. God wants us to be bridges of blessing. You know, it's not just the pastor that blesses others. It's you and me. It's everyone. We can be bridges of blessing. Last week we looked at what it means uh, to be, what a benediction is. And a benediction means basically to speak well of somebody. You know, and we can speak well of people. We can, we can speak words of life over people and declare peace, God's peace over situations. Because as believers in Jesus, we are all a priesthood. We are all priests. Like in the Old Testament, priests were like bridges between God and people and bridges between people and God. And these, these priests would be that connection point. And now, in Jesus Christ, we are a royal priesthood. We actually can introduce people to God and, I guess, speak on behalf of God to people because he wants to love people. He wants to love the people in your home and he wants to love the people in your neighborhood. In fact, he already does, but he needs you and me to show that. In fact, that's why we live, so that we can honour God. So to be a bridge of blessing, the believer's great privilege of being a royal priest and bringing blessing to their communities. Now, the next benediction, I guess, the next benediction we look at tonight, last week we looked at Numbers. Remember six? Number six. Um, it goes, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face toward you and give you peace. That's a great blessing to speak over people. In fact, to pray over people, to pray it over your home. But tonight, we're going to be looking at Jude. I'm hoping that you're already there. Jude verses 24 to 25. 
And it goes like this. In the New Living Translation. Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away, and will bring you with great joy into his presence, into his glorious presence, without a single fault. All glory to him, who alone is God our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. That's fantastic, isn't it? Fantastic words. And you might have um, heard that before in a, in, a, in a New King James Version or an NIV or a King James Version. The Lord bless, uh, the Lord, now all glory to God uh, who will keep you from falling and to present you faultless before you might know a song. I know a lot of people know this song. But tonight I wanted to look at it in the New Living Translation because sometimes I think, now, maybe I'm wrong, but sometimes I think that us Christians, we can get so caught up in the patterns and the, and the reciting certain things that we're learning by rote, by repeating certain things, and, and we forget or we miss the meaning. We miss the meat that I think God wants for us uh, to learn. And so I'm going to be looking at this passage, these two verses in the New Living Translation tonight. So if you've got that on your phones or your in, your, in, in paper copy like me, then that's great. So we're going to go through it verse by verse. All right. So to start with, this blessing, this blessing starts off with these words. Now all glory to God, who is able. Now all glory to God, who is able. You're not, I'm not. I'm not able, you're not able. God is able. He is able to one, guard you from spiritual failure and two, make you a spiritual success. He can, he can, he is, he is able to guard you from spiritual failure. Not you, him. He is able. And he is able to make you a spiritual success. Not you, him. Oh, we try, don't we? We try. We think we are able. We think we are able. But it says he is able to keep you from falling away. He is able to keep you from falling away. This word keep in the Greek is, a, is guard, protect. Protect you from falling away. Now, when I read that, I think... I think back to my past as a believer, and I can think of a lot of times I've fallen away. A lot of times I've, I've messed up. A lot of times I've missed the mark. A lot of times that I've failed to be perfect. And you know what? That's the point, is that I'm not able to be perfect. I'm not able to hit the mark. I'm not able to be perfect enough. He is. I remember hearing a story once of a, of, a, of a fellow in Toowoomba in Queensland and he was really struggling with sin. In fact, he was a pastor and he was struggling with sin and, and he read this verse in, in, where, where Jesus said, anyone who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of heaven. Now this pastor, this, this man, he struggled with a sin which was 
He was, he was just racked with disappointment, discouragement. He was defeated. He, was, he felt like he'd just lost the battle and he wasn't able to overcome. And so he came to a counselor and he shared this story. He said, look, I don't know if I'm a believer anymore. I don't think I'm, a, I don't think I'm going to heaven. I don't think I'm saved. I think I've lost my chance of salvation. Now, I don't know if anyone else has ever thought that before, but if you have, if you're listening, that's rubbish. You see, what the counselor then said to this pastor was, if you put your hand to the plow and look back, what Jesus was meaning was that, you know, if you start serving God and then you look back and do something else, then you're not fit for the kingdom of heaven. This, this counselor said to this pastor, you never were fit for the kingdom of heaven. You never were fit. In fact, you can't be fit. In fact, that's, that's the whole point of why Jesus came, because none of us can actually be fit enough for the kingdom of heaven. We can't be perfect enough. We're always going to be spiritual failures, but we try our hardest to be spiritual success, success stories in our own efforts. And I think back to my past, and I think of all the times where I've tried to overcome certain, certain sins in my life or certain habits that I had as a young believer, and even in the years as well. And I've tried in my own strength and always failed, but always, always power in the Holy Spirit. You will always find power in the Holy Spirit to overcome. Not in your own strength, but His strength alone. See, He is able to keep you from falling away. And He is able to bring you with great joy into His glorious presence without a single fault. You can be a spiritual success story because He is able. Now, I read that and I think, that's crazy. Just read that again. In verse 24, it says, that he is able to keep you from falling away. Okay, that's possible. But can you imagine him bringing you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault? Now, I can be my own worst critic, and maybe you are too, but I cannot imagine me without a single fault. I can't imagine it. But he can, and he is able to bring you into his glorious presence. Now, that's strange, isn't it? Because I could bring my glasses into your presence, but who's got the glasses? Me. And I'm bringing them into your presence. Who's doing the bringing here? Him. And where's he bringing us? Into his presence. It's amazing. Here is a picture, actually, in the original text, in the original Greek, of an offering, a perfect offering that the priests would, would bring to, uh, as a sacrifice, as an as unblemished, perfect offering. And in Jesus Christ, that's what you are. That's what I am. It, it doesn't make any sense, this side of heaven. But he is able, he is able, with great joy, to bring you into his glorious presence without a single fault. You know, lots of people search for great joy. I've tried searching for great joy in all kinds of things. Lots of people try things for joy, success in career, um, relationships. I'm going to find joy in that, in that relationship. I'm going to find joy in that job. I'm going to get satisfaction in that, in that study 
pathway. I'm going to get satisfaction through that person, through that sport, through whatever it is, through that drug, through that addiction, whatever it is. We try and find satisfaction. We try and find that joy, that buzz. But we'll never have joy like that day where we can come blameless and faultless into his glorious presence. We will have so much joy. In fact, the Old Testament talks about the image of of little calves leaping with joy. It's an amazing picture, but it just doesn't make any sense to me right now. But he is able. I'm not. And in verse 25, it says, All glory to him who alone is God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, God is the Saviour. Often we sort of talk about Jesus as being the Saviour, but ultimately, God is the Saviour. And, and this says, all glory to him who alone is God, or, or one God. He's the one God. Sometimes we can get caught up in the idea that, that God is three gods in one. In fact, he's one God. One of my kids is doing a study at school at the moment. Homeschooling is great because you get to get alongside your kids in their, in their studies. But uh, one of the boys is doing the uh, Shema, the Jewish prayer, you know, where it starts off with, uh, Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, uh, King of the universe. Um, the Lord is one. The Lord is God. The Lord is one. He is one God. We believe in one God. And he is the saviour. And he is the saviour through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's amazing. He is able to save. He is able to be the saviour because of what comes next. He has all the glory, all the majesty, all the power and all the authority. He is able to save because all the glory Majesty, power, and authority are his. They are his. Not they will be his, or they used to be his, and now they're not anymore. They actually are his. He actually has all the glory, all the majesty, all the power, all the authority. They're his. I want to look at those four things. Just Can we just do that real quick? Is first of all, glory is a weighty presence of a thing. The glory of the Lord is his weighty presence. When we couldn't measure measure up to his glory, he was enough. Romans 3.23, if you can, keep your spot at Jude, but turn to Romans 3, and from verse 23, it talks about glory in a different way. You see, God's glory is his glory his weighty presence, his whole person. It says, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard, his glory. We fall short of his glory. Yet, God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. 
for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Isn't that great news? That he declares sinners to be right in his presence when they believe in Jesus. When, when we can't get to the glory, in fact, the idea is of, of shooting an arrow and going for bullseye, meaning perfect, and we'll never ever be perfect enough to get into heaven. A lot of people try. A lot of people try. We're working so hard to get to heaven to, to please God, but we're never going to be there, never going to be perfect enough. And that's why God sent Jesus. And all we need to do is believe in him. It's simple. Simple. When we couldn't measure up to the glory, he could, because he's got all the glory. His majesty. His majesty is his kingly status. He is the king. You know, when you hear that word king, what do you think of? Do you think of a guy who, who, who's dominant and has servants? That's what most of us think of. But when it comes to a king, that's totally not God's picture of a king. Now, God's people, the Israelites in the Old Testament, they wanted a king because all the other nations had a king who was dominant and had servants. And so they said, we want a king like that. We want a king to rule us, to tell us what to do. It'd be great, you know. And they ended up getting kings. And a lot of them were rubbish. They were really mean. And they would, they would just treat people harshly. Some of them were good kings. Some of them really stood out as good kings. But ultimately, here comes Jesus into the scene, a servant king, a king who would serve. We needed a king we could trust to bring victory. See, kings would bring victory in battle, and Jesus has brought a victory. He has all the majesty. He, has, he is the king. He has all the power. He, this is the word dominion. He has the dominion. When we are powerless and lose control, he has all the power. I have felt so out of control the last six weeks, so many times. Routine has just gone out the window. And if it hasn't gone out the window, it's gone out the front door. It's just left. It's just left. It's gone. Routine has gone. Normal has gone. Control is nothing anymore. But he has, he has all the power. He has all the power. And in fact, Romans 8.28 tells us that he can use all the situations that we go through because he's so powerful. Romans 8.28 goes like this. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. When I feel powerless, when you feel powerless, he has all the power. Trust him. Trust his love. He is in control. When I doubt his love for me, when things seem to be out of control, I, I can read this verse in Jude 25 and say, no, you have, you have all the glory, you have all the majesty, 
you have all the power. All the power. And he has all the authority. This word is his intrinsic right to rule all things. So when I feel defeated and doubt his love, he has the intrinsic right to rule all things. I have no rights. In fact, glory, majesty, power, and authority, they're all God's. They're all his, and he won't share them with anyone. Jesus said in, in Matthew 25, verse 11, after he rose again, he met with his disciples. And in verse 16 of Matthew 28, it goes like this. When the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. And Jesus came and told the disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. Jesus said, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Have a guess how much authority Satan has. Zero percent. Have a guess how much authority any virus has. Zero percent. Good guess. Have a guess how much authority fear has. Or doubt. Or discouragement. Or anxiety. Zero. Now, does that, that does not mean that they don't exist. That does not mean that they won't go down without a fight. There will always be a fight, especially for those who believe in Jesus. You know, I was reading the other day in Isaiah 54, verse 17, it says, No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Isn't that fantastic news? You can stand up in battle and know and declare that and say, No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. You know, if you're feeling discouraged, or if you're feeling afraid, or if you're feeling like you're doubting that God's love is actually real, then you can declare that no, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Now that doesn't say that no weapon is going to be formed against you. It just says that no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. There will always be a weapon. There will always be a weapon formed against those who follow Jesus. It's, it's a struggle. It's a fight. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. It's a matter of perspective. Ultimately, victory for you is promised through belief in Jesus. In Acts chapter 4, verse 11, it says, For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone, the most important one. It's speaking of Jesus. And in verse 12, it says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The name of Jesus is the only name by which we must be saved. And he is able to guard you from spiritual failure. He is able to make you a spiritual success. And he is able to save you from hell and open the door to your new home for you when you get to heaven. Can you imagine that? I've, I've been welcomed into some new homes before by some real estate agents, but uh, I've never had Jesus do it. Imagine how it feels. 
He is able. Not you, not me, but he is. And this is all made possible for us because of Jesus Christ. Take you back to Jude again. Let's go to Jude, verse 25. All glory to him who alone is God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's all through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All the glory, all the majesty, all the power and authority belong to God. But if Jesus didn't reveal the weighty presence of God, if Jesus didn't reveal God's glory in the flesh, then you and I would never be saved. If Jesus didn't come as the servant king to show us what a king really was like, then we would never experience salvation. If Jesus had no power over death and the grave and sin, then we would be lost in our own inability to measure up to God's standard of perfection although we certainly try hard at reaching it. But we're not able to. If Jesus didn't humble himself to the cross, then he wouldn't have been given the name that is above every name, the only name by which we can be saved, that the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jude finishes his letter, in fact, it's kind of like a sermon, with these words to encourage our hearts that it's not about us being able at all. In fact, we will fail. We will fail many times and we will have hard times, all the, most times, especially as believers in a Christian minority, if Christian, Christianity is a minority in your, in your world, in your community. It's going to be tough. But, he is able. Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power and authority are his. They always have been. They always are. And they always will be. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you are able. Lord, we've messed up so many times. I can't count how many times I've messed up. But you're a God who redeems. You're a God who forgives. You're a God who empowers us by your Holy Spirit to keep going, to plod on, to, to keep moving, to keep believing and to keep trusting in Jesus as the one who has the glory, who has the majesty, who has the power, and who has all the authority. And we thank you so much for the wonderful privilege that we have of being in Jesus just simply by believing. Lord, I pray for the hearts tonight that might not know Jesus, that they might turn to him. Turn to him. Not to church, not to people, but to Jesus. Because it's in him that we can have this wonderful victory. And we praise you and thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. We're going to finish with a song. And before we finish with this song, we want to just invite you guys, if you'd like to respond um, to the message in some way, or if you've got any questions, then please get in touch with us. Also, we're going to be having a Zoom meeting later on, so if anyone wants to connect uh, via a Zoom meeting, then let us know.
and we'll give you all the details and, and send that to you. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. We do pray that you are blessed and that you are blessed to be a blessing as well in your communities. We love you heaps. And uh, yeah, so we'll finish up with this last song. God bless.